Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This was their finest. Guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. And I'm Sean. Now, you might remember in past episodes, we talked about poisons. Yeah. Toxins and stuff. Oh, shit. But now we got to move on to biological toxins and poisons and shit. Venoms. Sure. Plenty of toxins are biological, but venoms are a very specific class of stuff. Yeah. And we'll get into that soon, but you know, venomous stuff, everyone knows what we're talking about, like snakes and shit. Yeah. Spiders. Right. But how do those little, the, the little bite. Yeah, how do they get how, you? How does that fuck you up? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what we're going to be talking about. So we're going to about. about like different venoms. Yeah. A little bit of how they get into you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in this part one, we're going to be going through some definitional stuff, right? Part two, we're going to start doing some fun things, talking about different kinds of animals and also how you treat them. And then part three is some more of fun animal stuff like mammals, some snakes and things like that. And then we'll also talk about uh, what we can use venoms for in like medicine and stuff like that. Right. All right. So let's go ahead and do it. Okay, we're doing it. Wow. So, toxins and venoms are not the same thing. Uh, no. So, as we talked in our poison episodes, when you have a poisonous substance produced by a living thing, it's called a toxin. When that toxin is introduced by injection or bite, it is considered a venom. Okay, so, whereas, like, so, you know, like, the backside of a frog can uh-huh. be toxic. Yeah. But if you, like, lick it, that's not a venom. Right. You fucked up. Yeah. Right. Or if you just rub it on your skin, even the skin of your enemy, that's still not a venom. Right. Right. A venom exactly. has to be like purposely injected into you. Yeah. It's like something's got to break your skin and get that toxic shit into you. Right. And then it's, it's a venom. It's like first degree murder. It needs oh, to be shit. a conscious act. Yeah. All right. Okay. Premeditated. All right. Now, venom, though, so, so if venom is about being injected by a toxin, um, a lot of things can be venoms, right? Like, there's a lot of different types of venoms. Right. It just needs to be stuff that cells can make. Cells can make a lot of things. They can make small molecules. They can make peptides. They can make proteins. All of those things can act as right. venoms. But that's why, like, lead. Like, if a snake bit you with lead, that wouldn't be a venom. <laughs> I don't know how the snake's doing that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's impressive. Because, like, cells don't make lead. Right, I guess, like, if they rubbed their teeth on lead and then bit you, and then the lead was the thing that killed you, yeah. I would agree with you. Yeah, that's not a venom. Okay. Venom? So, so you don't have to worry about that. Right. You're not going to get lead poisoning Thank goodness. from this garden snake. <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs> Hopefully Ven- they're not hearing this. Yeah, get well, it's just a matter of time before they invent guns for snakes, yeah, and then true. you can get lead poisoning from the bullets. <laughs> Very dangerous. So, venoms can be used both defensively and offensively. Right. Spider could bite for the purposes of incapacitating prey, 
Or it could bite to fend off a potential predator or yeah. just some human who got too close or whatever. Um, spiders you know? do that in both ways towards humans. Especially spiders that eat people. <laughs> like funnel spiders. Oh, I thought you were going to say like shillob. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good example. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a shillob was at one point trying to ward off Frodo and another point was trying to eat Frodo. Yeah. In both cases, it was venomous. Very true. Yeah. Venoms, both in terms of their composition and in terms of specific peptides and proteins in them, undergo natural selection and evolution. Okay? And so what that means is some parts of a venom may be effective against most animals, but a lot of the parts of the venom are more specific for different groups of animals. Right. Like, spiders, uh, certain components of their venom are really specifically supposed to fuck up, like, the nervous system of insects. Right. So, like, a lot of spider bites do... Almost functionally nothing to people. Maybe it causes surface level irritation or right. like a slight allergic reaction. Right. But like the same thing in a beetle would just like fucking liquefy that beetle. Yeah, exactly. So there are plenty of things in venom that we still do not know the purpose of. Like what its contribution yeah. is to the venom. Like a lot of job. them have a lot of ceviche, right? Like a lot of them got a lot of citrus. <laughs> yeah. It's and got... we don't know why they taste so good. Right? Like why would you make venom taste so good? <laughs> Right. To lure your enemy! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's very good. No, but really, though. A, a, a lot of them have citric acid in them. Right. And some cultures in Guadalajara actually just put a tiny amount of venom on their ceviche to make your mouth tingle. It's like their version of mala. That could be true, and I'd have no way of being able to stop you. You, know I mean? like, <laughs> you can't that, stop that, me that, this that time. That could totally be true. They, All right. they, they could like they could like milk the poison gland, yeah. the, the venom gland from a scorpion, and like sprinkle that on their ceviche, and like literally, I'd have no idea. That's such a good idea. We should totally do that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so a lot of these insects and arthropods, their venom has a little citric to it. We don't know why. Yeah, I mean, so to be fair. Pretty much every venom we know about has citric acid in it. Oh. So that means groups that evolved venom completely separate from each other. Right. Seem to have citric acid in them. Yeah. It's maybe so that the citric acid can help chelate metal ions. So a lot of the enzymes in venom that like tear up shit or whatever use some kind of metal we talked about this kind of thing in our uh, poison episode like zinc or calcium it uses these kind of metals to make that enzyme active right and citric acid can kind of bind up those metals and sort of like keep them away from the protein okay so that means that the enzymes are sort of deactivated while it's in the venom sac right but then once it's injected in the citric acid starts to kind of diffuse it gets less concentrated right and then maybe that allows the metals to get released and bind up into their enzymes and then okay. now the enzymes are ready to go. Well, that solves that. Yeah, so I'm, then we know why citric acid isn't venom. That sounds hy- pretty reasonable to me. It's reasonable, but not 100% proven. Another um, reason is because it tastes good. Another, another hypothesis is that venoms often have a lot of positively charged molecules in them and citric acid has a negative charge and so maybe it's like trying to counterbalance all of the positive charge in mm. the venom while it's hanging out in the venom gland. Right. But anyway, I guess the main point of all of that is Venom is kind of mysterious still. Right. It's just, it, it is a biological product, and so it's got, it's just chock full of all kinds of fun stuff. Right. It's kind of like wine. It's got tannins, it's got sulfide, it's kind of like, it's very, very chemically rich, which exactly, is why it tastes good. Exactly like wine. Right. Okay. So, let's take a, should we take a break? Uh, I don't know. That didn't feel very long, but I'm okay with that. Well, it's, uh, this is not the world's longest episode. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. 
Okay. Seems like a good idea. Okay. Well, we're taking so, a break then. Yeah, we're gonna take a break. Everybody, calm down. Yeah. You've earned a break. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk about, in a broad sense, what kinds of things are venomous, and then we're gonna start going into the major groups of venoms. Right. Okay. <laughs> Do you like to listen to the sounds of intramural tennis? Deuce. Download balls in your court today. And that's match. So, you know, snakes. Spiders, scorpions, nailing it. Jellyfish. Yes. A lot of shit's venomous. Yeah, and we know about all those dudes, the heavy hitters, right? right. We know bees. Yeah. There are also some mollusks, like snails and octopuses. Are amphibians venomous because like they're toxic, but are they venomous? Oh, you're so cute. Whoa. Uh there's at least three kinds of amphibians. Yeah. That seem to be venomous. Yeah. Two of which I think it's debatable. Yeah. One is straight up venomous, but two of them, we'll see. I wanted to impress you, Sean. So what I did in the last week is I learned English. Oh, so shit. So I could read these notes. That's why you've been doing so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about amphibians in episode two. Okay. But shit. we'll get there. Right, okay. Okay. And there's a bunch of venomous fish. Yeah. Right, you know, uh, like we, we got the like the lionfish. Right. They got the spines with right. the venom on it. And there's right. even platypuses. Right, so some mammals are venomous. Yeah, yeah. There's Alito. like two kinds of mam, ah, uh, three, three kinds of mammals are poisonous. Yeah. There's slow lorises, some shrews, and, and wasps. <laughs> Great. Yeah. You, you talking about like white Anglo-Saxon Protestants? The other wasps are mammals. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are no venomous birds that we know of. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but they used to be venomous. Like, there's some archaeological evidence. That they were venomous at one point, right? But then lost venom? I don't know, maybe. Maybe I, I read your notes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shit! Yeah. Mammals! My literacy so, does have limits. So, so, like, the very first mammals yeah. were probably venomous. Ah. And then a lot of mammalian groups lost their venom over time. Okay, it just wasn't that useful to us. Birds, as far as we can tell, going all the way back to when they evolved from a certain subset of dinosaurs, right. it doesn't seem like any of them were venomous either. I guess so. if you're flying, you just kind of don't need it. Yeah, maybe not. You know what's funny is whenever we talk about like different evolutionary traits and especially ones that mammals used to have but then don't have, I always think in my head like, well, why didn't we keep that? That sounds like really valuable. And what I kind of realize is, is if humans kept every evolutionary trait that in my head I'm like, we should have kept that, then we would just be like these hulking giant murder machines, right? That like run forever and have tusks and like, have, like venom <laughs> glands at the end of tusks and like hermaphroditic body parts. And yeah, yeah, but also we'd have a crazy high metabolism, right? Right. You know, one of the things about all these... Like, Energy costs. Yeah, venom right. is expensive to produce, which is one of the reasons why something like a snake chooses when its bite is going to have venom in it. Right. Not every bite is venomous because it doesn't want to use up its venom on a useless bite, right? right. So a lot of times when a snake bites a human... There's no venom in it because the snake is just trying to like be like, hey, get the fuck out of here. You right. I mean, it's, it doesn't want to kill the human. It's just like fucking get away from me. Right. And we're not worth the venom. Right? right. And so I think for a lot of species, it was like, oh, you know what? 
this is so energetically expensive versus the benefit we get from it. Right. That losing it actually ends up being a net positive. Right. Like, if you think about humans, having a thumb has turned out to be a lot more useful than a venom gland. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Big time. You kidding me? Uh, Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, so what are some types of venom? Yes. Venom is a complex brew. Okay. And so within venom, there's a lot of venom components. And so we're going to be talking about like, what's the way that those venom components kind of fuck you up, right? So one of the first categories are cytotoxins slash necrotoxins. Okay. This first category is pretty straightforward. It is stuff that straight up just like kind of non-specifically kills the shit out of cells. All right. Okay. For example, in some spider venoms, there are these little tiny peptides, these little strings of amino acids, not long enough to be a protein. That are a mix of hydrophobic and hydrophilic. Mm-hmm. And because of that, when they bump up against like your cell membrane... They slip in there. They slip in there. And if you have several slip in, they'll make a little tiny pore. Right. So they'll make a little hole in your membrane that can destabilize the membrane. Right. Once you've make... ruptured the cell, then it's like a, a balloon. <laughs> right? It kind of comes leaking out. You can definitely make stuff leak out. Sometimes these holes are really small and your cell is not losing so much stuff so quickly that it straight up kills the cell right away. Mm. But it can cause all kinds of problems in terms of signaling. Right. It can make them leak all kinds of things like potassium that they were trying to keep inside of the cell. Right. Um, cells are gated communities. Yeah. They don't want homeless people. They have very strict immigration rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In snake venom, there are enzymes that just like straight up start ripping apart the phospholipids that make up your cell membranes. It's pretty cool. So like cell membranes, right? They have a little phosphate head and they have the little lipid tails. There are these enzymes called phospholipases that literally cut the bond between phosphates and lipids and just like start breaking up membranes. Damn. And not only does that fuck up membranes, it also releases a lot of inflammatory signals into your tissue because usually it's a bad sign if pieces of cell membranes are just floating around in, like, your muscle or something like yeah. that, your body interprets that as something fucked up happening. Has anyone ever just, like, injected someone else with just, like, a bunch of snake venom? Uh, I'm sure that that has happened somewhere, yeah. Yeah, Because sure. these sound pretty effective. Yeah. 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 Like, what are we wasting our time with, like, strychnine where you can just, like, sneak venom? Ah! Well, because strychnine you can, like, get from a plant. Right. And the plant doesn't, like, run around. Right, a snake, you'd have to, like, suck yeah, off a like, snake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's harder. That's, harder. <laughs> that's a harder thing to do. Tree, you don't gotta suck off the tree. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Or at least the, the tree doesn't move around as much during the suck suck. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, you know, these kinds of things that are killing a bunch of cells, it causes a lot of swelling in the local area of the bite. Because the immune system's rushing in, it's getting signals that a lot of cells are dying. A lot of fluid is released from nearby blood vessels. And in smaller animals, so much fluid might be getting released from blood vessels that they actually lose too much blood volume. Right. And that can either make them go into paralysis or shock. Like, literally, their blood liquid levels drop too low to be pumped effectively. For a human, you need a big fucking snake. Yeah, Or a lot of snakes on a plane (laughs) to, like, have that much venom do that to you. Right. Currently, there are no venomous animals that really bite people... And cause this kind of issue to happen. Right. Really. Because we're just too big for the most part. Really? So even like the people can't die from like snake bites? 
oh, you can die. It's just not usually from this. Oh, yeah. Right, this right, isn't right. usually a problem. It's a different problem. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Humans can die from snake bites. They die Human from neurotoxins. can occasionally die from spider bites. Yeah. And can also die from jellyfish sticks. But you gotta be, like, kind of a punk-ass bitch to die from a spider bite, right? Uh, like, you need to, like, have a pre-existing condition or be, like, three, right? With maybe the exception of, like, one or two specific species of spider. Right. That is the case. But yeah. for those specific species, you do need to get medical treatment pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, otherwise, you will die. So let's talk about some of that. Neurotoxins. Oh, do we take a break now? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we're, we're taking a break now. Yeah. Okay, then we're going to talk about the other two toxins. Neurotoxins, homotoxins. Nope. So close, though. Neuro- okay, we're going to talk about two more toxins. Yep. Neurotoxin and hematoxin. Ooh, you did it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's take that break, and when we come back, let's do it. The following is an actual advertisement. Hey there, new friends. This is Ellen Weatherford. Do you like animals? Do you enjoy arbitrarily rating things out of 10? Can you tolerate puns? If so, join me and my husband, Christian, over at Just the Zoo of Us for a weekly review of your favorite animal species. Just the Zoo of Us is available on Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast apps. You can find us at anchor.fm slash justthezooofus. See you soon. You know, when I was a kid, neurotoxins are my favorite toxins because I liked black widow spiders. Oh. And they have a neurotoxin, right? Yeah, yeah. Snakes, spiders, a lot of different species have at least some element of their venom that is a neurotoxin. Right. And the idea behind a neurotoxin is that it's something that's supposed to be messing up the neuron firing element, right? right? And you might think about that in sort of a central nervous system way, but a lot of times the part of the nervous system it's fucking with is the neuromuscular junction, Mm. the meeting place between your neurons and your muscles. Mm. And so an example of that is a really fast-acting part of some venoms, like snake venom, uh, an enzyme called crotoxin. And crotoxin kind of acts at that neuromuscular junction, the spot in between the nerves and the muscles. It gets right into the junction and messes up the release of a neurotransmitter. Okay, so let's say your 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 arm muscles don't work or something. I mean, why is that that big? I mean, that sucks, but why is that a big deal? Why would you die from that? Uh, you wouldn't necessarily die from it until the toxin spreads to your chest muscles and you can't breathe anymore. Right. There we go. Yeah. So that can definitely be a problem. But I think the snake doesn't necessarily need you to die. Right. right? So let's say your prey, then they'll like wrap around you, right? And like eat you. Yeah. Right. And let's say you're a human. It just wants you to leave. Yes. Yes. And so in some cases, paralysis inducing venoms are supposed to not kill the prey right away. Right. The idea is to maybe, you know, basically keep them from moving and running away. Right, let's think it does that freaky thing where it dislocates a jaw, like a man from Iowa eating at the county fair, and just like... Yep. Yeah, it takes the whole thing whole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's actually a whole thing that I was reading about the the speed at which certain different venoms work. Mm. And the thought is that, like, certain venoms kill very quickly. Hmm. But the ones that kill very quickly are probably for prey that can be eaten very easily. Right. For prey that takes longer to eat, if you kill them and then you're eating it slowly, then It'll there's like more to, time yeah. for them to rot, basically. Right, right. Uh, and that's Because it good takes a either. snake to eat like an elephant, like like yeah, That's got to be like, yeah, at least yeah. at least six or seven days. Yeah, yeah Minimum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, so basically, 
this crotoxin, it gets in there, it fucks up specifically acetylcholine release from the neuron. Mm. And that's an important neurotransmitter for telling your muscles to fire. It might also mess with the nicotinic receptors on the muscle side. So it might mess with both the release and reception. And then it just makes it so that you basically have paralysis in that muscle. And crotoxin is relatively small, so it does diffuse from the site of the snake bite. Right. And a lot of these toxins in venom work that way, which is one of the reasons why, as people are kind of transported to the hospital or whatever, an important thing is to have a wrap kind of around the area that prevents or slows down the movement of the venom. Oh, okay. Because you don't want it to spread from the area too much. Well, that's that's where you, you suck the venom out of the whole... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that uh, next episode. Right, right. We'll talk about that next episode, stop, but... Stop trying to suck venom out. Yeah, sucking... First of all, the amount of venom you're actually sucking out yeah. is probably almost nothing. Yeah, she suck. knows it's just an excuse. <laughs> Just want to suck that. And secondly, <laughs> your mouth might be dirty enough that you give them an infection from your mouth. Yeah, you so might like, Komodo dragon them. Yeah, so just don't, don't. Probably your bogan mouth. No, no suck. Listener. No suck. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk more about right. that next time. So, so some toxins can paralyze you. Other toxins, uh, excuse me, venoms. Um, although they're also toxins. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But some toxins uh, shred your phospholipid bilayer. Well, what's another fun thing to shred? Your blood. blood cells, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this so, is why doping's important, right? <laughs> to get we, those extra red blood more, cells. Right? Exactly. So, so some venom components. No cyclist in the Tour de France has ever died of a hemotoxin. <laughs> is that they can make you bleed too much? Okay, right. there's a few different ways they can do that. Yeah. Some venoms have enzymes that break down blood clots, right. which could be very useful for the blood clot that I have in my leg. Right. Um. So you're pumped with hemotoxin right now. Uh, so uh, we'll get into this in the third episode, Woo! but. The enzymes in venom that can mess with blood clots are being researched for use as uh, helping with blood clots in people, and I think have actually been used for that. That's before. cool. So, so there are medical uses for these things. Probably like by ancient Hindus. You know, they probably in the Gupta dynasty probably had a text that was like, "If you got a blood clot, you get just like a little snake bite. Like you get, <laughs> you get like a baby snake and just get like a little bit of snake bite in there." I, I think I bet you did. <laughs> God, maybe. <laughs> Those guys knew how to get rid of cataracts, dude. But, like, you know, if a blood clot's close enough to the surface, yeah. you can attach a leech mm, onto the area. Because yeah. leeches also have anticoagulating yeah, yeah, yeah. proteins. Uh, snake bites have so many dangerous things in them, I kind of doubt that that's a good way to do it. It's but... probably last resort, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this Gupta doctor's like, look, you already tried that leech. Okay, so, <laughs> blood clot's too far. You gotta, you gotta try a little baby snake. I'm not saying a big snake. Well, okay. Because, <laughs> you, you know, India has, like, a lot of snakes. <laughs> it's got a lot of snake charmers. They, they do have a lot of snakes. <laughs> they have a lot of snakes. It's actually, a, like, a not small cause of death yeah, in India. Yeah, a lot more people bites. die of snake bites yeah, in India yes. than, like, then you'd think. L.A. Then you would think. Yeah. Um, so, there are also other enzymes in venom that can have kind of the opposite effect. They actually help blood clots form. Which is pretty counterintuitive, because, like, why would you have both? But actually, those enzymes that make blood clots form, the pro-clotting enzymes, instead of forming nice big clots that would, like, kind of stop up a wound and keep you from bleeding out, right. they make a ton of little micro-clots. They just end up clogging something, right? Well, the main point of them mainly is to actually just use up all of your clotting stuff oh. by making a lot of shitty useless clots so they deplete you of fibrinogen which is a critical protein for actually making the clot it's interesting uh it is technically possible that if you have these little micro clots 
and they're somehow in your bloodstream again, those could cause little embolisms and they could like get in a bunch of places. But a much bigger risk is just that like you'll bleed out from the wound because they have all of this. Because you can't claw. Yeah. Sucks. That's dude, that sucks. Yeah. And on top of all of that, they also have enzymes called hemorrhagic metalloproteinases and they chew up proteins around capillaries and it just makes your capillaries super leaky. Right. So So you just have rosacea all over. All of this shit just like leaking out. Just wow. leaking out, buddy. It's Jeez. very naughty of them. Wow. Not a lot of people die of any of this, though, huh? Like, uh, these are all in, like, very scary in the abstract, but, like, the number of people who die from any of this shit is, like, way less than bees, right? Oh. Um, o- outside of India, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's, like, thousands of people die of snake bites. Wow. Every year. It's just, like, all um, in India. India and certain parts of Africa. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really happen in the U.S. Part of the issue is that the way that we treat, again, this is episode two shit, but like the way that we treat envenomation is with antivenom. Right. And antivenom is actually antibodies. Right. And it's expensive and kind of hard to keep around. Hey, don't pop your load. Yeah. We're talking right. about this episode two. You fucking asked me! What, what's important to remember <laughs> is that in America, you gotta stop trying to suck the venom out. Okay? Yeah, yeah. although we're gonna belabor that, that a lot more in episode that's two. That's why, but. like... Like, Oklahoma is the only place that has snake bite death Because <laughs> you, you keep trying to suck you, the venom you gotta, out. You got to stop the suck. Yeah. And also, no tourniquets. Yeah. Okay, you don't want to restrict the blood flow that much. Yeah, people keep injecting ivermectin for snake bites. Well, don't do it, that like, either. Doesn't, it, it, I, the, well, yes, Nathan. that's what I'm saying. It doesn't work. And stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so let's say thank you to Stacey Song, our sound lord and engineer. Thank you, Brian and Griff, for that art. Yep. And uh, PetriDishPod at gmail.com, at DishPodcast on Twitter, Patreon.com slash PetriDish. And then when we come back next time, let's talk about some of the animals. Let's talk about how we treat this shit, okay? And then in the third episode, let's talk about some more animals. Yeah. And then let's talk about how we use venom for us. Yeah. Next two episodes, guys, we are a medical podcast. No! Okay, guys, see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>